0: So last week when we kicked off the series remix i told you that i feel like this is a word a timely word for our church for our city for our culture Um, i think right now what we're seeing is that the only time that people come together it's like a clash right it's a confrontation and yet god wants us to remix in a way that glorifies him and that builds the kingdom Um, one of the things that we know is that it's messy when we come together right so when we start to share maybe different ideas or we have different opinions when we come back into meeting together we know it's going to be a little bit messy maybe not feel like it used to feel and that's what the remix is all about we're calling this the remix because god is literally remixing us together but That's not a concept that's just new to today. This has been his plan from the beginning. Ever since the garden, we looked at this last week, ever since Adam and Eve fell in the garden, God had a plan. He had a plan even before that to bring us back to what he always intended. And so today we're gonna be in the book of Ephesians quite a bit. We're gonna be looking at how God is bringing us back into the message of the cross. We're gonna be remembering what the cross is all about. Can I just tell you this, Um, the cross gets rid of all the lines that want to divide us. I mean, think about lines that divide us. There's economic lines, there's um, racial lines, there's ethnic lines, there's um, generational lines. There are so many lines that divide us, and, and God is calling us as a church to actually carry the cross into those places so that people can see that those lines have been destroyed and erased by the cross. Um, Listen to this statement. When the church is known more for dividing lines than changing lives, we have forgotten the cross. Let me say that again and see if it doesn't ring true for you in our culture. When the church is known more for dividing lines than changing lives, we've forgotten the message of the cross. And this morning, I want to help us remember as we walk through a couple chapters in Ephesians, I want to help us remember this. And this is your big idea. The cross crosses out dividing lines. Think of this. If you could take a a giant pencil with a giant eraser, the cross literally erases the dividing lines. The cross crosses out dividing lines. We're going to look at three chapters in Ephesians. No, we're not gonna read all three chapters, but we're gonna be in in chapters two, three, and four, and those are gonna match our three points. The first one's gonna be in chapter two, the second one in chapter three, and the last one will be in chapter four. So get your Bibles out on your app or on paper and go ahead and turn to Ephesians chapter two, and let's dive in. So we're in Ephesians chapter two, and we're probably gonna spend the bulk of our time here Because we have got to remember what the point of the cross was listen if we forget what the point of the cross was here's what's going to happen we're going to start to equate spirituality with singing a chorus about the cross or singing a hymn about the cross and never actually living the message of the cross Um, one of my favorite worship courses is a song called lead me to the cross But if I sing that and don't actually remember the message of the cross I'm being led to, it's kind of pointless. Maybe you would resonate more with the older hymn, like the old rugged cross, right? But if if we sing that and it's just about the old rugged cross and we never actually live the message of that cross, then what's the point, right? So we're going to just go through a couple of verses in Ephesians chapter 2. I just want you to see what actually happened at the cross so verse chapter 2 verse 14 Jesus destroyed the wall between us now we're filming right here in front of this wall and this is the wall behind our church and we're not going to tear it down because obviously the parking lot's going to stay up as a, result, as a result of having this wall here but just as I talk about the wall just keep picturing this behind me right keep thinking about walls that divide people we joke all the time about walls that divide Tar Heels and Blue Devils, right? But that's just a joke. Real walls. Think about the things that divide us, right? And Jesus, it says in chapter 2, verse 14, He destroyed it. This is what it says, For He Himself is our peace, who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. He destroyed the wall. Verse 14 and verse 17, it says this, he brought us peace. Verse 17 says, he came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. So it didn't matter if you were a Jew and you thought you were close to God or a Gentile and they told you you were far from God. He came to preach peace to both of those groups. Verse 18, I love this. He gave us equal access for through him, Jesus, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. I didn't go to a lot of music concerts when I was growing up but when I would go to concerts I would see these people that had like this thing that said backstage pass and what they had was access to go behind the scenes listen we have access to the Father because of what Jesus did on the cross and it's equal access he doesn't love you more than me or he doesn't love um, one, one ethnic group more than the other ethnic group. He, he gave all of us access to the Father. Verses 19 through 22, he gave all of us equal value. Listen to what it says. Consequently, in other words, because of all that stuff on the cross, what Jesus did, you're no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household. That's a value statement. You're built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building, all of us, is joined together and rises to become a a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Do you see how he gave us equal value, right? All of us are being built into a temple that will house his presence and then jumping down into chapter 3 verse 6 it says this this mystery is that the gospel through the gospel the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel unless you're a full-blooded Jew then you're a Gentile I'm a Gentile and he says the mystery is that the Gentiles are now heirs together members together of one body sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus he gave us an equal inheritance so we're not going to sit around and squabble like family members might over, uh, over a will and an inheritance like I'm supposed to get this much and you're supposed to get that much he says no 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 you all share in the inheritance this is what happened at the cross nothing that you and I ever do this is really important will negate the work of the cross ever a lot of times we think well Jesus died on the cross and I need to believe in what he did on the cross in order for the cross to work no 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 what Jesus did on the cross, you don't have to believe it. You don't have to receive it. You can even deny that it ever even existed. I'll just say this. That's a ridiculous thing to do because historically we know that there was a crucifixion of a man named Jesus, right? You don't have to believe it for it to have been, for it to have been effective. When Jesus came and died on the cross, this is what he did. He appeased the wrath of God and he destroyed the walls of men. Whether you and I ever receive what he did, whether we ever put our trust and our faith in our lives in what he did, what he did is still effective. That's why he was able to say, it's finished, right? Because he came and did what he was supposed to do. He destroyed the walls. He appeased the wrath of God. He destroyed the walls of men. So the cross crosses out the divisions between us. And when we stand before the cross, we, we can't hate people that we don't like. It's not possible. I want you to get what I'm saying. Like It's not even conceivable to, as a Christian, stand in front of the cross and hate somebody else who's not like us because the cross actually destroyed the walls of hostility, the walls of hate. The cross destroyed those walls. And so we can't then stand there and act like they're still in existence. It's not possible. To be a follower of jesus to cherish the cross and hate somebody else that happens when we lose sight of the cross ephesians chapter 2 the first thing that happened at the cross is jesus destroyed the wall turn to ephesians chapter 3 let's jump into the second point so we know that jesus destroyed the wall right but god's intent at the cross wasn't just to destroy something but also to display something. Ephesians chapter three, we're gonna start seeing what it was that God wanted to display. So look at verse three. Ephesians chapter three, verse three. Paul's gonna talk a lot about mystery. He's gonna use that word a ton, like the mystery, the mystery, and here's just some of the verses. So verse three, Paul says this, the mystery made known to me by revelation as I have already written briefly it was a mystery that was revealed to paul we know from verse four um it's actually a mystery that this letter we're reading helped to reveal he said in reading this this that this letter we're reading in reading this then you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of christ sometimes people are like ah i love god i love jesus i don't really like to read the bible man the bible actually helps us understand the gospel right and so when Paul's, imagine that you were in the church and you were hearing this for the first time and Paul was talking about this mystery, right? in the cross and somehow it's tied together. And you're like, what, what exactly is that mystery and how how can I even understand it? And then you heard those words. Paul said, when you hear this, in reading this, you will be able to understand the mystery of Christ. Wouldn't you lean in a little more to listen a little closer to understand the mystery? Verse Six, the mystery was revealed. It says this, we read this one earlier. The mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel. So get this, the mystery of the gospel is that somehow people that hated one another have become one. That's the mystery. Verse 9 to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages was kept hidden in God, who created all things." Paul's preaching, his preaching was done in order to make that mystery plain. So his entire ministry, every letter he wrote, was to somehow help Jews and gentiles understand that there wasn't a jewish gospel and there wasn't a gentile gospel it was one gospel the cross made a way for one gospel and finally in verse 10 paul reveals the purpose of the church in revealing this mystery and here's our second point just listen to this verse his intent god his intent was that now through the church that's me and that's you those that's people that are that love jesus right through the church the manifold wisdom of god should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms when you and i live our lives according to the mystery that god used the cross to destroy the wall right and now he's calling he wants the church to display the wisdom that's your second point he destroys the cross through jesus But through the church he displays the wisdom right he he destroys the cross that's funny that's not exactly how it's supposed to be he destroyed the wall through jesus at the cross and now through the church he displays the wisdom of the cross and who does he display it to did you see that he actually displays it to spiritual authorities now listen jesus said they'll they'll in the world they'll know that we're christians by our love for one another but the the heavenly realm all of heaven, all of the spiritual authorities, all of that realm that we can't even see, when the church lives in unity, when the church lives as if those walls are actually gone, and they are, when we live like that, all authority in the heavenly realms sees the witness. And you and I are actually, as the church, supposed to display the wisdom of God and the only way that we can display it is not through tithing it's not through church attendance it's not through having bible studies with people who look just like you all those are great the way we display the wisdom of god's plan is when we can actually come together with people that we used to hate and love them as one it's hard work right when i think about that when we accept that jesus died for all men then we have to be willing to live with all men. That's what displays the wisdom of God to the world. When we live as one, the church displays the wisdom of God's plan to everybody seen and unseen. Some of you aren't old enough to remember the LA riots, but I do. And I remember Rodney King, um, he was being interviewed. He'd been beaten up, he was being interviewed by um, some TV camera, TV uh, um, announcers. That was, what? What are they called? Reporters, that's it. He was being interviewed by reporters and they, they asked him like, just give us a statement. And here's what he said, looked right into the camera and he said this question, I've never forgotten it. Why can't we all just get along? Isn't that the question? That's the question that we've been asking since Cain killed Abel why can't we all just get along, right? And so we preach the cross and we tell people Jesus came and he destroyed the wall so the wall's no longer there. And then people go, but if the wall's no longer there, why can't we all just get along? And can I just submit the reason that we can't get along is because we may trust in the works of Jesus at the cross, but I'm not sure that we're always committed to doing the work of the cross. See, Jesus destroyed the wall. And he calls us to display the wisdom as a church when we live in unity. But to live in unity, y'all, that's the hard work. Now, we're gonna turn to that. That's gonna be our last point. See, Jesus destroyed the wall, the church displays the wisdom, and then we do the work. And you already know it's work because you've prayed prayers before and you have in your heart trusted Jesus, and so have I. We've trusted Jesus and then we thought wait a second if I'm trusting Jesus like shouldn't we all just get along we kind of feel that Rodney King question again don't we but have you ever prayed a prayer and then realized that like we're not suddenly singing campfire songs and doing s'mores and like just loving one another even after trusting Jesus it takes work so let's turn to Ephesians chapter 4 I just want to show you some of the way that that work comes to um, comes to light and to fruition in our lives okay so third point we do the work Jesus destroys the wall right at the cross and then the church when we live in unity the church displays the wisdom of God's plan and then finally we do the work now I want to be really really clear here we don't do the work of salvation that was done by Jesus on the cross. So when Jesus came and he offered himself as a sacrifice for your sins and for my sins, that's all we need for salvation. See, we, we don't have to, it's not like, hey, if you'll believe in Jesus and also sin a lot less than you used to, or if you'll believe in Jesus and give a lot of your money to the church or to the, the poor, or if you will just, hey, I know, love Jesus, and then make sure that you read the Bible all the time you don't have to. it's Jesus and nothing else. All we do is trust in his work. So the work of salvation, that's been done by Jesus. But now we're going to talk about the work of the saved. Listen, I love you enough to say this. If Jesus has saved your life and you're sitting on your butt and acting like you used to, then you don't understand the cross. And that's hard to hear, I know. But in this society when the divisions are so obvious, we can't afford to just sit back and say, hey, but I just love Jesus, right? No, 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 no. Or I just love Jesus and I love to get together with people who look like me, act like me, vote like me. No, 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 no. What that actually is, is that saying that I believe in Jesus and the work of the cross and I believe that he destroyed the walls, but I'm gonna live as if those walls are still there. It's gonna take some work. For us to step into the middle of these divides and be peacemakers because when you're a peacemaker you actually have to step into the middle of people that don't agree and try to display the wisdom of God in that place and his wisdom is I want to take that person and I want to take that person and I want to teach them that I can make them one and there's work to be done for that so let's talk about that what is the work of the saved what does that look like Ephesians chapter 4, just a couple verses for you, okay? Here's the work of the saved. Verse 1 As a prisoner for the Lord then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received One of the works that we need to do is to live a life worthy of the calling. Can I just paraphrase that in light of what we've been talking about in light of the context of this letter What Paul's saying to the Ephesian church is, live a life that matches the work of the cross I mean that's That hits me hard, right? Live a life that matches the work of the cross. Um, Verses 2 through 6. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all what is paul saying he's saying listen when you're when you're doing the work of the cross you're going to live a life of community and unity did you see how many times he used the word one there that's unity did you hear how he said hey be patient bear with one another that's community come on if you've If you even live remotely near anybody, right, either in family or in business relationships, you know the the more people that you're close to, the more you need patience, right? The more you need to learn how to be humble and to be gentle. I mean, that's the way that works, right? So he's saying, look, part of the work of the church is to live in community and to live in unity. Verses 7 and 11, he's going to tell us to live a life of grace and diversity. Listen to this, verse 7. But to each one of us, grace has been given by christ verse 11 it was he jesus who gave some to be apostles some to be prophets some to be evangelists some to be pastors and teachers And what he's saying is look you're going to live a life of community and a life of unity but you're also going to live a life of grace through diversity look you're not like me and i'm not like you like, I'm out here right now, um, Is there's me, uh, we got a couple of guys doing the camera work. We're not the same. We don't all have the same interests. We don't think the same. We don't all vote the same. We don't all have the same opinions, but we all serve the same Lord. And he's saying, look, that Lord, he actually gives all of us grace to get along because all of us have different gifts and if the grace isn't there through diversity, then we're not doing the work of the cross. A couple more verses. Verse 12, he says that we have a life that works to build up and not tear down. Verse 12 says this. He's, been, he's given us gifts so that we'll, he can prepare God's people for works of service right there alone. Look, if we were alive right now, I'd probably do something like, Y'all, earlier on when I said that thing about y'all sitting on your butts, like, you know, I didn't mean it in a mean way, but this is the verse I'm talking about. He prepares us to do works of service so we don't have the luxury of just kicking back and saying, well, I love Jesus, and hopefully somebody else will learn to love Jesus too. No, we're actually called to do works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Can I just... mm, Lovingly challenge you in how you apply this. The works that you and I are doing, are they building up the body of Christ or are they tearing down the body of Christ? If all that matters to me is that I get my point across on social media, am I building up the body of Christ or am I tearing down the body of Christ? Because if we're going to do the work of the cross, And Paul says that we've got to do works so that the body of Christ may be built up. And finally, we actually do work that reveals a life that is full of Jesus himself. Verse 13, until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We don't have time even unpack all that that verse means, but can we just take it at face value? God is calling us to do the work of the cross so that all of us will be completely full of the fullness of Jesus. Everything that Jesus was through the Holy Spirit now filling us, that is the work of the cross. You and I, man, we are called to live lives that point to the cross and lives that cross out division. Now we're gonna bring this to a close, but I wanna make something very, very clear. When we talk about living a life that crosses out division, what I mean by that is the division that Paul just wrote about. We both know this to be true. We all know that if we live a life that's marked by truth, that life alone can sometimes cause division, right? Jesus even said like, when I came, I came and I'm gonna have like mothers not like their daughters and fathers against their sons like when we say jesus is my lord we are also saying that everybody else isn't and so that statement alone it's not like we're all going to just suddenly like you know get along and sing songs all the time and never have disagreements the whole point of this is we're gonna have disagreements that's what the messy remix is all about but when we have those disagreements in unity then we are doing the work of the cross. And we are displaying to the very enemy who wants to use this time in our culture to divide us, we're displaying to that enemy? No, 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 no. The cross, according to Colossians, you kind of got your butt kicked at the cross. And every day that we live coming together in that remix in unity, we're just throwing it back in your face. You can't stop us because we are choosing to live without the walls that divide so we we can't preach about the cross and then live divided and that's that's what Paul was saying like in Ephesians 4 1 when he says I I urge you then to live a life worthy of the call what he's saying is don't just preach about it but now go live a life worthy of that call go live a life that matches the work of Jesus on the cross so Here's your homework. I'm giving you homework this week. Your homework this week is to intentionally reach out beyond the lines that used to divide you. Reach out beyond those lines and just begin a conversation with somebody. Do do the work of Jesus in John 4.4. John 4.4, I love this verse. John 4.4, it says this, and Jesus had to go through Samaria. Well, he didn't actually have to go through Samaria because he could have found another way around it, but he had to go through Samaria. He intentionally stepped into the divide between Jews and Samaritans, two groups that hated one another. He intentionally stepped into that place and spoke to a Samaritan woman and brought the gospel there so that he could bring those together and make them one. I'm asking you to do the same thing. Now, listen, we're going to, Take a minute and, and the team's gonna come back out and they're gonna lead you in this song. It's one of my favorite songs, it's, it's called I Exalt You. Um, and, and so I want you to know this, that when we live the life that we've just read about and studied about, when we live that life, we are exalting Jesus to the highest place because here's what we're saying. Not only am I gonna sing about how great you are, God, but I'm recognizing that the work you did on the cross Destroyed the wall that was between me and you and between me and you And now I'm gonna live in that unity It's not gonna be easy and I'm gonna do the work and I'm gonna display to the enemy and to everybody else in the heavenly realms That your wisdom was greater than anybody else's and that you have the answer to how we can get along and when we sing that and live that you and I are actually doing the work of the cross and also exalting Jesus to the place that only he is worthy of So listen, let's let's pray together, okay? And if you're watching this and you've been listening to me talk about the cross and you're kind of like, I make sense. I don't know that I'm living my life that way. Can I just encourage you to give your trust to Jesus today, to, to fully trust the work that he did on the cross. You and I are sinners, right? We sinned, we blew the whole thing up. We've all fallen short of his glory, but at the cross, jesus destroyed the wall not just between me and you but this is really important he destroyed the wall between us and god and he made a way for us to have like we read earlier equal access to the father only through the cross though and if you're watching this and you're hearing it going man i love what you're saying and i wish that our city could live in unity like that our city can when our city bows the knee to jesus at the cross and i'm inviting you to do that this morning as i close us in prayer It's as simple as you saying to the Lord, I trust in what you did at the cross and I'm asking you to forgive me my sins and to help me start a journey as a follower of you, learning your ways and doing the works that you've called me to do. So Father, right now in your name, Jesus, I pray for my brothers and for my sisters and hopefully I'm praying for some new brothers and new sisters who are making a decision to trust you, to trust the work of the cross, God, to believe that no matter how hard we try like rodney king said to get along we're never really going to get along until all of us have bowed our knees together at the foot of the cross and there in that place god i'm so thankful we find a place with no walls no dividing lines it's a little bit messy and yet you give us grace to live in unity in diversity and walk together with Jesus. And I pray that you would do that in our lives, God, and that you would display to the city through the gathering what it looks like to live a life marked by the cross. Cross out division in our lives. In your name, Jesus. Amen. We are so thankful that you joined us today. And again, if you prayed that prayer with me, We'd love to get in touch with you. You can just text the number that's on the screen right now and we'll get you some information just how we can start taking that journey. All of us are following Jesus and we'd love to help you get started doing that as well. Um, Church, we love you. We can't wait to be back together with you. I know every Wednesday night we have prayer and worship in the building. I would love for you to take steps back into the building with us. You can just simply go to our website. You'll see a link where you can RSVP to come join us in prayer this wednesday night from 7 to 7 30 in the building you guys have a fantastic day reach out to somebody this week that doesn't look like you probably doesn't think like you and start a conversation centered around the cross we love you guys see you next week